Hey, it's Michael and Elisa. Welcome to Dream Stories. Were you waiting on me to start? I was in? waiting on you. You just didn't say anything. It's because I'm sad. Why are you sad? I'm out of my favorite candy. Oh, it's true. You were eating hot tamales on the set. So. Yes, but you're glad that I'm out. Aren't I'm you? glad you're out of it because you could hear you eating them on the microphones. So. I'm sorry. That can be well, very okay. irritating, can't it? It can be, but we're not. Re- we weren't recording it, so that helps. Well, it helps our listeners, but it didn't help you no, because it, I was. It didn't help me. That's smacking true. away. That's true because you were smacking away. So. Okay, I'll, but I'll, it's all okay. Okay, good. Yeah. So it's uh, we we uh, just finished uh, Christmas. We're recording right after Christmas. Holidays. Had a, had a great holiday with the mm-hmm. family. Yeah. It's really holy day, isn't it? It is. It's cool. Hmm. Yeah, and and. Uh, recognizing uh, this time of year is a lot of fun, but mm-hmm. uh, we talked about some of the dreams that surround this time of year last time, so, or we mentioned them. Yeah. So, yeah. Boy, it was a busy, busy few days for us, wasn't it? It was. Very hectic, but fun. My grandbaby came over, and we got her a little play kitchen set, and she had a great time. She's been cooking. Ooh, she's cooked all kind of stuff. Mac and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> she cooked for mom and dad Chick Fil A. Yeah, Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A. She loves Chick Fil A. Yeah, she does. All right, what are we going to talk about today? Well, how about supernatural things in dreams, like supernatural knowledge of something that you wouldn't have by any other means? Dreaming of things you never knew you knew, or yeah, never knew, or dreaming of things you've ex- you experience in a dream that were just. That you have an experience outside of, you know, in your own life in a way. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's lots of supernatural things that can take place in dreams. But sometimes I think, you know, it's about dealing with um, things that we didn't expect or didn't mm-hmm. know that that aren't necessarily supernatural, but it's supernatural that you know it in the dream. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, well, we know the English language, and we may have heard lots of words, but for them to be revealed in a moment at a certain time and the history of stuff that goes behind it, we may not know. Or, like, for example, having a dream where you hear a word that's not necessarily even English, and you have to figure out what that word means. Which has happened to me quite it frequently. <laughs> it has happened to you several times. I yeah. know we were talking about it and, and trying to remember some of those dreams, but... Well, one of can you want me to just start right into it? Sure, go okay. ahead. Okay, I was thinking about how when we first started with our the man who who are somewhat of a really our mentor, one of our mentors. We've had many um, who've spoken into our lives about just uh, what we do. You know the things that we've taught through the years, and um, so uh, there was this opportunity for me to possibly go with John Ball Jackson and his ministry team to Scotland and then carry on from there and go to Norway and Sweden and do some That's some right. teaching over there. And um, I was really battling because, you know, I'm, I'm a mom first. Right. And I wanted to be available to my children. But you've always been very good about encouraging me to go and – um, I remember just buying you a plane ticket and sticking you on a plane to oh uh, my gosh. Ukraine one time. It was uh, 
horrible at the time, but in the midst of it, God showed up in such a mighty way. It was awesome. That it's, wasn't a dream, though. No, it wasn't. But the point is, you've always encouraged me to step out and do things, even though I didn't always feel comfortable doing it, and I appreciate that about you sometimes. <laughs> After the fact. You know, we everybody, we tease you about how you're the person that brings people to the edge of the cliff and say, look over. Doesn't and that look scary? And push, you just push them yeah, right over. Um. But anyway, so I was trying to decide, am I going to go on this trip or not? You know, I I don't want to leave my kids, you know. Um, and I, I had a dream, and I dreamed that John Paul came to me, and he said, I can't wait to see you in Scotland speaking with a Gaelic accent. And that was the all, that was it. That was the dream. Right, whole dream. I woke up nice from the short dream. Yeah, I woke up from the dream and I told you the dream and you said, "That's awesome." I said, "It is." And you're like, "Yes." And I was like, "I don't even understand. I don't even know what Gaelic means." And you said, "Lisa, you don't know what Gaelic means." And I said, "No." And you said, "It's it's the traditional foundational language of Scottish, Scottish Irish, Irish. Area, yeah. yeah, I think maybe even Welsh. I mean, it's it's the root language. The Gaelic is the the language that is the core or the original or or you know native type language for right. those regions. Yeah, I had no clue. You, I know, and and it's sometimes you can say, "Oh, surely you've heard that word before." Things that's fine. You may have heard the word before, but you had no idea what the word was, and the shock on your face when you realized it proved it. You had no idea what the word was, and you had no idea what the correct context for using the word was, but it shows up correctly in the dream. Right. You know, it's interesting. The other cool thing about that is, you know, I tell people we don't do everything. I mean, we don't have dreams every single night that leads us through our life. We just don't. We have We have just, they, they come and they go, you know, and yep. I may dream every night, but... There's, there's these few that stand out to me. And one of the other ones was when I went on that trip, I wound up being at a church in in Sweden. And it was a strange, I mean, one of the churches that we visited, just there was something unusual going on there. And while I was sitting in the church, I recalled a dream that I had had years before because I knew when I walked in the church, I was like, oh, my goodness, this looks so familiar. But I couldn't figure out where it was from. And I had dreamed about that church. Yeah. And, and see, something that, going on during that time. Not you know? the same thing as a word that you're speaking in the dream or that's spoken in the dream. But uh, the actual uh, experience of the place that you'd not seen before. Exactly. So those two things are just... Uh, again, one of them I had dreamed years before. They just happened to be, you know, I have an experiential tie or thread during that season, which was a, you know, a two-week trip, but it, it didn't matter. It was like God, my creator, God was showing me I'm alive and well. I can speak to you things that you don't know anything about four or five years before they happen. And I knew when I had that dream not the one with John Paul saying, can't wait to see you speaking with a Gaelic accent. That was more of a directional dream. 
that was saying, this is something you need to do. Yeah, it really The was. other dream was more experiential, had something to do with families and different things. And I just remember sitting in the church, and I, I, I remember having like a, a 360 experience in the dream and looking around and seeing the church windows where I was. And that seemed to be the the main one of the main points in the dream was what the church looked like. Had that not happened when I walked in, I wouldn't have understood what I was walking into. Right, because you wouldn't necessarily remember it in that that kind of a context. You know, something I think that's interesting is from a secular dream interpretation perspective, you can explain those two type of experiences away. Well, at at least the first one get explained away. I don't think they take into consideration the real spiritual nature that's going on there. And so, but, but let's address that because people could have that kind of a question. I say, Oh yeah, but you know that knowing that word Gaelic, you'd heard that word before it was buried down in your memory and therefore your subconscious pulled that word up into its context. And I, I understand that explanation. I get it. But if you look at dreams from a spiritual standpoint, then it brings about something that whether it is something you've never heard of before at all or it's something being pulled up from your subconscious, it's still not something you're aware of, that you're specifically and consciously aware of that's brought into context and into proper setting to mean something in the dream. So it's still a supernatural experience within the dream. I think so, because it's unfair to say, well, the reason why you dreamed that is because you're dealing with something with your mother and all this stuff. When, okay, let's just say that may be true sometimes. Only your creator has allowed your brain for something to be called up in that way that may need to be revealed about something, but it doesn't mean the interpretation is exactly correct. That's right. That's right. The other thing, and God may use that for a purpose. The other thing is, why can't God allow um, that word to come up in my spirit? I had no, I have no reason to. Maybe I read it in a book as a child studying history. I, I don't know. It's possible. It doesn't take away from the supernatural nature of it just because you might have had it stored exactly. in your subconscious. It wasn't anything that I focused on. It wasn't anything I'd done a study on. It wasn't anything. It was just like for that moment, it was to lead me. It was a, a beacon for me to look at and go, okay. You've been asking, and you've been kind of dancing around this idea of maybe going but not wanting to go because you're afraid or whatever, and you're not sure if you should go, and how does the team feel about you going? And then for John Paul, who leads the team, to show up and go, I can't wait to see you speaking. It was just confirmation for me to be able to go. Yeah, Maybe not for me to be there, but maybe for me to have the other experience of me remembering the dream from and that one's a little harder to explain from a secular standpoint, but the world uh, around us does try to explain those. They call that uh, concept. I mean, you know, the idea would be, oh, there was something on the internet. Um, internet wasn't as popular at what the was time the of internet? that dream. <laughs> yeah, and that's dating us a little bit. But, right. Um, but there's something on the internet. You've seen a picture on television or something, but no, none of that fit the context of that you know, of that image. It was not the kind of a place that you would have had, uh, you would have seen on a consistent basis in some way. So I think the the thing that the the secular arena tries to explain with that, they call it deja vu. Right. The feeling you've been somewhere before, the feeling you've seen something before, 
but it's usually not as detailed as that was where you knew the windows, you knew the layout of the room, you knew the feel of the room. Oh yeah. Those sorts of things. <clears throat> Even the church that, pews were exactly the same. I still it's still in it's still in my mind. Yeah, but, but it's 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 sort of in one sense it's explained away, but in the other sense it's not explained away. It is an issue of recognizing something that uh, is supernatural, but not having terminology to describe it with. Yeah. And so deja vu is actually for me as a dream interpreter, I see deja vu as a real, a real thing. Right. I, I know I would have some Christian friends who would have a little bit of trouble with that, but, but deja vu is simply for me, a fragment of a dream that's been sealed away until the right moment that it unlocks and you remember that portion of the dream or you remember that there was a dream connected to that thing mm-hmm. that's brought back to the surface right. by that experience. Yeah, I like it. And so you had deja vu in, in a very vivid way where you did understand some of what it was you were looking at. Well, they helped me understand what was going on. You know, there were some governmental issues in the church, and there were some things going on that were behind the scenes that we had no knowledge of. And then when we left the church that evening, sat down with the family we were with, they began to explain some of the issues that had been going on, which totally confirmed what I was seeing and hearing, you know. Yeah, and what you end up with is the fact that 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 dream had other components to it, other things that were needed for you to prepare for that situation. And so the detailed visual images brought confirmation when you saw those that this was the time and the place for that dream to apply. Which really explains, it even confirms further to me that it's not about experientially what you're trying to deal with with yourself. I had had this dream four or five years before I went on the trip, and it was totally details about that church, what they were going to in the church government. It wasn't something that I went to that church that, that day, felt something there, went to sleep that night, then dreamed about it, and it was revealing something in me. No, right. it wasn't about that. It wasn't about me at all. It just happened to be God's going to reveal this to you in the moment that something that you experienced four years before so that you would know how to deal with the situation that you were in right in that moment and, and that's that you know that's that's the that's the thing that we don't always know what's going on like I had a dream last night with things in it I've never known I never knew mm-hmm. uh we could call this episode deja vu and things you never knew okay I'll write that down. <laughs> okay I'm sorry you just hit me all of a sudden okay so I had this dream last night with, with things I've never known. I don't, you know, like I heard a song I don't know the words to, and the whole song was sung in the dream, not by me, but by somebody else in the dream. Mm-hmm. And there was another person playing a trombone, and they were goofing around with it and making weird noises and everything, and then just took off and played a song, and the slide was going like it was supposed to, and you could tell that they were actually playing the trombone and it was a song that I didn't know yeah but the notes and the melody carried through um and and so I can ask myself now is there a purpose for that right in the dream is it to draw my attention to something like your dream about the church building right uh was it a purpose in it to draw my attention to something else like the the um the, the other dream you had um 
what was the one you just mentioned? What you well, it's about interesting. That? I'm just now thinking about the, this other dream. Um, it was um, the Bellagio, which is a French word. Is that what we're talking about? That oh, one? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good, yeah. Uh, I thought that's what you wanted me to do. I didn't know. So um, it's funny that the, the first one we mentioned was uh, Gaelic. Which is yeah. which is foreign, you know, yeah. really. And then the another dream that I had, which was really interesting. This is something that I truly, yes, I did take French in college, but I don't remember learning Bellagio. I think I had like a, I had a semester of French. I would never had it in high school, so it was a very difficult subject for me, having never had it. And uh, I mean, we learned how to count. We learned how to greet people. Hello, goodbye. I mean, basic know, French, basic French, very, very basic. I think I may have even wound up dropping the class because I just struggled through it. Right. But anyway, um, so I dreamed that we, we were praying about, I, and I think I've talked about this dream before, but not in this context, you know, but the, uh, the, I think the one when we had done it before on one of the podcasts that talked about how God can lead you somewhere. Right. But this one was more about, we're going to talk about the Word and how the Word revealed something. So I, I dreamed that um, we were looking for a house. We had sold our house. It was when the housing market had crashed. We were really, you know, in a not in a good place financially because we had just lost most of our... Almost all of our equity. Equity right. in the house was, tied, you know, tied up. And then when we sold it, we sold it at cost, basically. Right. Matter of fact, at closing, I think I was supposed to pay four hundred dollars to walk away. I think a real estate agent actually had to pay that. Because they did. They <laughs> did. The real estate agent being my sister. Your sister. Yeah. Right. Thank God. But anyway, so we walked out of that. And we were living with your parents and um, just praying about you know what can we afford and where will we be and I, and and it was a discouraging time i just started a job you had had a heart attack health issues going on just all kinds of stuff and i remember dreaming this this beautiful dream and um i heard as i was looking at this beautiful place i heard god say i'm going to give you you're moving to the bellagio and i remember thinking i started telling people i'm moving to the bellagio in the dream. In the dream. Right. And I remember thinking, well, I can't move to the Bellagio. I was trying to think. In the dream, I was thinking, well, I know there's a Bellagio in Las Vegas. I can't live there. You know, we we, we were, were in ministry at the time. I think we were pastoring a church. I'm like, well, I don't know how good that would look if I'm living at, you know, a casino. And so I woke up from the dream, and I remember telling you, I had this dream that we were living at the Bellagio. And you were like, hmm, I wonder what that means. I said, I have no idea. I don't even, I, I mean, I know what the Bellagio is. It's a hotel in Las Vegas. That's all I know. And I looked up the word Las, uh, Las Vegas. I looked up the word Bellagio, and it's a French word. And it means Bella. It's, it's the word Bella. And then I think Geo or something like that. It was you put them together. It was like a beautiful place. Yeah, and, and, and Bella was beautiful, right? Geo was a, a location, location. Mm-hmm. and there actually is, I think, a place called Bellagio in uh, France. France, and um, it just talked about how it is such a beautiful place. But it was just again, uh, how would I have? How would I know that? You know, I had to look it up. I had to. I didn't know the word. I wasn't familiar with the word, other than I had heard of, of a location. Um, I'd never been to the Bellagio, 
you know, in Las Vegas. So I, I didn't know what it looked like or anything. Um, so anyway, again, it's just one of those things where that would be supernatural knowledge that I would not normally have. But what it did for me is just brought me comfort. Right. It was, it was like, it's something you're going to love, beautiful, uh, on the water. And it had water, you know, a little stream in the backyard. It was beautiful. And I still, <laughs> to this day, I'm like, that was one of the most beautiful places we've ever lived. It, it really was. And I think the other thing that, that's interesting to me is that a word like that, that, again, if you knew it, if you had heard the word, yeah, it still didn't have context for you. Right. And so now suddenly it has context and you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're dealing with it and you still have to go look it up to find out what it means yeah. and to get the understanding of it. Yeah. So it, it's, it's still this supernatural event. And you know, we've talked about another dream of, of mine that, um, was similar to that. Right. If you remember, we had the issue with the dream, uh, where I talk about it a lot really, because it was a very significant dream for me. Uh, where I was going through the Indiana Jones kind of uh, experience and looking for this lost treasure type thing and had to go through all the tests and the trials. We've talked about it in that context. right? And the thing we found, or the, the treasure I found at the end, was called the Cross of Bernini. And I didn't know what the Cross of Bernini was, didn't know what who Bernini was, what you don't study art? No, and for those who don't know, he was a European uh, Italian artist and architect and painter and sculptor. Lots of things. Lots of things. In fact, Baroque art, the style of art, is actually he's considered the father of that sort of style of artwork and such. It has a lot of very ornate detail involved mm-hmm. in it, and that became very significant. I remember the cross had these blue stones and everything. And I knew that the cross was the cross of Bernini. Mm-hmm. And and I had to go look up Bernini. I remember I you no waking idea. up from that dream and going, oh, my goodness. It was like an epic dream. It was just very powerful, almost like a chapter dream. It goes on and on it and on. It was one of those. And, uh, but it was beautiful. I mean, it was very interesting and very intricate and very detailed. But, again, you had no knowledge of Bernini. And for you, and 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 just that he was a sculptor and all this stuff, and you were looking for this cross of Bernini, and and there was something called a cross of Bernini. He, he actually designed an altar cross that's in the Vatican. Yeah, pretty significant yeah. stuff. Yeah, it really is. It didn't look like the one I saw in a dream, but the concept was right. exactly the same. And in the in the Baroque style, a Baroque cathedral, a Baroque piece of art, or whatever, had to do with something that was very complex, extravagant, or or, or very complex. Um, and, and in that sense, uh, the period of time we were about to go into in our life was a very complicated, complex time. It was, it had all these different contrasting things going on. A lot of things that God was doing in our life, but also a lot of challenges and tests we had to face. And that's what Baroque is. These contradicting almost kind of things that are brought together by the artist. And so that, that, Word, just the word Bernini, just the the, na- the man's name, conveyed so much more. If God had just said to me in the dream, "You're going to have a difficult time, but it's going to be worth it," mm-hmm. I don't know if that would have had the same impact on me as having to seek out the understanding yeah. because I didn't know what the cross of Bernini was, or I didn't know even know 
what Ber- who Bernini was. I did I didn't even know he was an artist. I actually Googled at that point in time. Internet was more popular. Uh, <laughs> I actually Googled. <laughs> actually Googled the word Bernini to find mm-hmm. out it was a person. Right. So, it you know, I recognize that the psychological world will say there's explanations for these things. There's psych- these, this um, subconscious memories and things like that. Very difficult when it comes to seeing a place that has no popularity such that it would have ever been recorded or photographed or broadcast on television or something like that. A little more understandable when it comes to words like Bellagio, Gaelic, Bernini, words that you might have heard in various educational settings or things like that. But we're still talking about the supernatural experience of it being brought back to the surface in the right moment, in the right context, for the right reason. Oh, my goodness. Well, let's just take, for example, the dream that I've talked about a couple of times that I've had about my sister losing the engagement ring. And I just, you know, said it wasn't her engagement ring. It was she was holding it for a friend. It was a very important piece of family heirloom. And the friend had said, "I'm moving. Can you hold it for me?" And my sister didn't know she was going to be moving in the process, in, in the six month process that she was holding this ring for a friend. My sister moved. The ring got lost. My sister was sick beside herself. I said, "You know what? Just let me pray." And I, I took a nap. I had no idea uh, that. I wasn't even saying, let me pray and take a nap and let's see if God gives me an answer. But I did say, I will pray and maybe God will show us where it is. I went to sleep immediately after talking to her. Had a dream. It was in a closet, in a purse. And told her, you know, describe the purse. She, when I woke up from the dream, I called her and told her. I said, no, this is weird. But I had a dream. It was in a purse. And she went and found it. And it was in a purse, in her closet. And that's something that you can't explain away with prior knowledge. That's or an some immediate answer, time. yeah. So when you put those things together, you begin to recognize that there are supernatural elements of dreams that psychology right. and, and psychiatry cannot explain. We have dreams, even the deja vu type dreams, that um, that are difficult for yeah. science to explain. Yeah. Because how can you have a memory of a place you've never been? Yeah. How can you feel you've been there before and even know things about it like you did for the church in Norway mm-hmm. when you've never known it before? Yeah. There's multiple examples of these elements of dreams that are supernaturally imparted. There's a spiritual context to it being inserted into the dream in the proper way, in the proper context, in the proper you know, usage and those sorts of things, and as an appropriate metaphor. Yeah, It's not just it being in the dream. But it's in the dream in a way that the metaphor that it, it it's used for, the purpose it's used for, is appropriate to what is trying to be said with the rest of the dream. Yeah, and, you know, you can try to explain it away, you know, in a, in a secular sense. But you could never convince me because what I have experienced is a testament of who my creator is. Yeah. It's an experiential thing that once you've walked through it, you know the reality yeah. of it. You couldn't and, convince and, me otherwise. Well, listen, I'm not going to say that there's not validity to some of right. those scientific right. explanations. Agreed. But you could not convince me that there's not a supernatural component to it being brought forth in the dream right. at the same time. Right. And I think that's important. We don't want to just throw out science, even no. even social sciences. You know, well, for sure. Things. You know, we talk about how uh, one of the topics was, uh, I know we were short on time so but one of the topics uh, a few podcasts ago was um 
that we, you know, what we think about all day long, we may dream about, yeah. and it becomes a soulish nature, you know, about our soul, and it may reveal things in us. But God uses that to our Creator. God knew that, and, and He uses that too. So we're not saying there aren't things that we don't dwell on, fears and stuff like that, that may manifest themselves in dreams. But we also know that if we focus on the positive, if we are looking for our Creator God and, and, and who He is, it does make a difference, I believe, in our dream life. It does. And being willing to accept and recognize those things is very significant. It's a big deal that we can recognize them and identify them and realize that they're supernatural in their nature, yeah. that they're spiritual in their nature. I'm thankful for it. It's it's such a great thing to, to understand how God can uh, inject, how our Creator can insert Himself into our dreams. We talked, I think it was last week or week before, about... Uh, God revealing himself in the dreams and the different ways he does it. Sometimes it's his presence. Sometimes it's a metaphor. And sometimes it's just the way he speaks. Yeah. That that reveals the creator being present in in the creation mm-hmm. of the dream. So true. It's really neat. So, Well, that's really a cool topic, I think. And it brings us to the end of our podcast today. But before we go, why don't you tell people, like, if they wanted to get in touch with us or, you know, we're beginning to get a little bit more feedback. The audience is really growing. Our listeners. Yeah, the audience is really growing. I'm very appreciative. People are beginning to make comments. Actually, last week's, I think, Dream uh, podcast, the Dream Stories podcast, was in response to a, a listener question. Right. Uh, we're getting a lot more comments and questions on the podcast, on Facebook, and different places. And, and we're doing things to try and create that interaction like last week just on the facebook page only if you were uh, uh listening or watching uh, listening to the podcast through facebook or maybe you're a part of our twitter feed uh you got a link to a youtube video with a behind the scenes uh type thing so so we're doing things to create that interaction and that engagement you can find us on facebook by searching dream stories podcast you can find us on iTunes and Google Play and other podcasting services by searching for Dream Stories. You can find us on the website by MyDreamStories.com. And any of those sources, if you'll go out, leave us a comment, let us know you appreciate it, share those links. Those are great things. We really we really appreciate when you do that, when you comment, when you share when you let others know what we're doing, it's just nice to see that it's spreading. And we're getting contacts from all over the world now. I had a message today from people actually, believe it or not, in Norway. Cool. Uh, so it's really cool the way the way that uh, it, it's spreading out there. And we appreciate mm-hmm. all that you guys, our listeners, do to make that happen. That's right. But Thank you that, for listening, yeah. I will say thanks, and our time is up. And as I normally end the broadcast or the podcast or whatever we call this thing with, <laughs> is uh, I'll just remind you that till next time, keep dreaming.